Hey, everybody. What's up? This is Mike Garrigan. Hey, what's up? This is Murray. And we'll be your hosts for today's show. Uh, this is the last podcast in a series of 10. This is podcast 10 of 10 in the Pillar of the Sun podcast series, and we're glad uh, you're joining us today. So welcome. Yeah, welcome, everybody. Um, I'm, I'm really glad we chose to do the series. Uh, I learned a lot about the songs from your new record, Pillar of the Sun. And Great. I enjoyed our discussion. Well, thank you. Uh, what was the, what did we decide that the theme was today? The theme for this last show is light songs. Now, not in terms of like light rock, but just songs that deal with light. Um, you know, photons and those kinds of things. But not in that sense. More like sunrises and sunlight and light things. So. Did you have a good week? I did. Uh, played a couple shows, and uh, yeah, it was a good week. How about you? Yeah, it was good. You know, I'm just I'm not really into the weather right now. It seems like the weather's changing. I can't, I mean, it gets, I don't know, it was 70 degrees on Sunday, and today, you know, it's 45 and raining, so I'm just not into the weather right now, but other than that, I'm doing pretty well. Didn't I read that you have a show coming up in a couple weeks? Yeah, that's correct. On Friday, February 1st. February 1st. At the Broad Street Cafe in Durham. I'll Broad be playing Street Cafe. an 8 o'clock set for about 45 minutes. 8 o'clock um, set. And if Got you it. remember, a lot of the live material from the past um, 10 shows came from uh, the Broad Street show that I did um, that's right. Late last year. It did. So, you know, I'll be bringing the recording gear out and I'll be playing some songs from Pillar of the Sun that haven't gotten played yet. Also, cool. I have uh, some new stuff I'm going to play. I'm always trying new stuff out. So it should be a good show. Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah. So why don't we get into the first song of the show? Uh, this is the 10th track on Pillar of the Sun. This is my favorite song on the album. And I always put my favorite ones towards the end for some reason, um, much to the chagrin of many. But uh, this is it. This is Shine On. Enjoy. In the shade of the morning In the exit of night Revelation is forming in the new daylight And I don't need a reason And I don't hear a rhyme It's the quick coming season It's a desperate time Keep your engines burning I'm rising faster than the sun When your embers fading I'll be your reason to shine on In the tide is turning
faster than the sun When your embers fading I'll be your reason to shine Yeah, it really sounds like that song. Um, that song really reminds me of some of the earlier, like, uh, Promise of Summer, Collapses style stuff they yeah. used to do. And I like it. And I think a lot of us, of your fans, uh, would prefer you to stay in this um, milieu, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah, I, I get that. And I understand that a lot of people were first exposed to my music through um, my bands and the band sound. So I, I do have to respect that. And I think. Uh, my next couple records, um, I was thinking about going more acoustic. Um, I'm still thinking about going more acoustic, but some of these songs that I'm, I'm working on now for the winter record are sort of, they're rocking a little more than I expected, so I don't want to reject that inspiration that's coming. So we'll just see. But uh, yeah, I get I get it. So where did this song Shine On come from? I I think I remember it being in the same time frame is sort of the elephant rides again and yeah. wicked light and, and the pre malamander stuff is that is that right yeah this this song was written in the fall of 2008 with those songs you just mentioned and um during that time i was doing late summer early fall i was doing a lot of training because i was going to run a marathon yeah i remember and, that and um, we i would get up every morning and at the before dawn and, and go running and and the sun would be coming up and i would be out of energy and so this song kind of came into my head while I was running. Yeah. Um, if you could get that. Yeah. yeah I remember you were doing so it, that. You know, um, while I was writing all those songs, I said, oh, I got to honor this idea that keeps coming to my head. And shine on was written probably in, you know, half hour or so. I had the, the basic idea already in my head and I just wanted to, um, flesh it out, you know? Yeah. I remember from some of the shows around 2009 and in, in that springtime when you started playing out a little more, um, this was the song that a lot of people liked. I remember you got a lot of good response from yeah. your, your crowd for this song in particular. Yeah, it's funny how, um, you know, a lot of times people don't remember titles, but they do remember how a song uh, hits them. Yeah. And this was a song that people would say, play play the song where you get really, really loud at the end, and that mm-hmm. was Shine On. So um, it was played loud. out for, for a good year, and then six months after, um, no, that's not right. How did it go? You can't remember I played how. it out, and then I started working on Malamander, and then it went away. And I said, you know, the next record I do mm-hmm. that's not spring, this song will will get a shot. And so yeah. um, that's why it's on Pillar of the Sun. It came out really well, and I, I like it. I think it came out really good. Yeah, I, I think you did a good job keeping it sort of rocking and organic. Mm-hmm. Um, it has some loop elements to it that that kind of turned me off personally. Really? But, um, Aren't you, you know. 
I, I like to keep things separate. Aren't so, you the loop king? Uh, if I'm going to dance, king? I like to dance. If I'm going to rock, I like to rock. Okay. That's just how I am. I call it as I see it. So, um, right. did this originally have like? Were you going to do more of an electronic approach with it? Yeah, the, originally, you know, I had this album Malamander, and then I had the Return of Spring, and I I was trying to figure out how do I bridge the gra- the gap between autumn and, and and spring, and and one of the original ideas was to make winter an electronic record, hmm. and this I thought would be a good candidate to to spin that off. Yeah. Uh, however, um, the more and more I thought about it, the more and more I thought how wrong that decision would be. Yeah, I don't see that going uh, over too well. Autumn ends with a piano uh, vocal song, and spring begins with a piano uh, jumpy song. And yeah. I don't really see the connection or the continuity uh, of, of including electronic elements yeah, I don't think uh, any as of the basis do. of a whole record. So um, that being the case, I decided to not go electronic with it, but I did use some of the elements in the beginning of the song. There's a couple of loops here and there. Yeah, so because you, you um, well, that, the song Shine On does have this rock thing. Do you ever use rock or the rock um, approach mm-hmm. where you, big drums, big guitars, uh, big bass, and big vocals to, do you ever use that to write songs? Yeah, a good example um there was a session of songs I did, I think 2006. It was called the Candelabra Sessions. And and during those times, um, I had to do five songs in five days. It was sort of like a, a challenge to myself. And one of the ways I wrote was um, I pulled out a big amp, big Marshall amp, and just started playing riffs and putting them together like mm-hmm. I would chords and came up with the song Two Shadows. Yeah, you remember you mentioned there was a metal version of that last week. Um you, maybe we could play that and we can talk more about approaching things in a rock way. Yeah, that's a good idea. So, um, okay, up next is the, this is the original demo of the song Two Shadows. And um, if you're not familiar with my work or if you are, a reminder, Two Shadows appears second to last on The Return of Spring. And it has sort of a, an acoustic uh, rock production. And this is a much more um, heavier rock, almost almost metal approach to the song. Hope you like it.
Yeah, that rocked pretty good, man. I like that. So that that song came out of a rock process, um, yeah. approaching the, the music from, uh, for lack of a better term, rocking. That's a good way to put it. Um, how is this approach different from what you used on Shine On? Well, there's two things that are different from, from this version of Two Shadows and the version of Shine On on Pillar of the Sun. The, the first one is that Shine On originated from the acoustic guitar. Uh-huh. And it's no less melodic, but the, the origin, I, I do think, has an impact on the delivery of the song. And in this case... Um, yeah, I would agree with that. Two Shadows, the other song, originated from a rock approach and was kind of reduced to an acoustic guitar um, production. And mm. um, I don't know, both are good, but that's one difference. The origins are different. And, and the second big thing in the production... Um, uh, differences in in these songs is that um, Two Shadows uh, came from using a lot of loops and not the best. Uh, my my amp really wasn't in the best shape and needed some. You can hear some of the tubes are are a little bit crunchy, crunchier than they should be. Um, the mix is really cloudy. Um, it's it's just an earlier version before I was really working in, in the studio yeah. here. And it's not bad. It just it doesn't sound. It as really good. needed some paring down. Um, Mark really helped with arranging it just getting all of the the fat out and getting the song down to its essence which i think improved it um and and with shine on there's a big difference where you know everything was meticulously arranged before it was recorded i knew exactly where the drum hits were going to go the bass line uh where the guitars were going to go and it took a little bit of negotiating and arranging to pull off but i think it was a little more meticulous and um two shadows was was more off the cuff it sounds like there was a lot of care put into um, how you delivered the drum sounds. Like I really like in the bridge when you go to the tom drums, it just it explodes out of the speakers, and the guitar solo is fantastic. So, um, could you elaborate a little bit more on the arranging process that you went through? Yeah, ever since um, the album Malamander, what my arrangement procedure is when I record is I I write everything out on sheet music and this uh, a lot of folks think I'm crazy for doing this but what it allows me to do is to visually look at the song and imagine um, what those notes could be if they're played by another instrument and and the sheet music allows me to experiment in my head with uh, arrangements Um, and that's by and large what I do and then the second step is I lay all of the uh, sheet music in in MIDI form into a a multi-track recorder and I trigger it with virtual instruments and see what it might sound like. It's sort of like storyboarding, if you can imagine that. Um, and then I begin replacing the instruments. And y- usually in, in every song, something that is imagined doesn't come out as well uh, in reality when I replace it. So it'll involve a little bit of um, off-the-cuff thinking and, and thinking outside of the arrangement. Um, but by and large, when I do that, I, I find that my songs have more economy, uh, the lines and, and the parts are much more organized and cool, and they translate the song much better. Yeah. Well, let me ask you this. Has there ever been a time when you've put a lot of energy into arranging a song, and you you realize at the end of it that it's just not any good or that you don't like it? Yeah, that's happened a couple times. And I think the, the last two outtakes I've played, um, that was kind of what was going on. But um, this third outtake that we're going to listen to, we'll get into it in a second, that we're going to play today, um, 
something just didn't seem right about the arrangement or the recording. And um, it looked good on paper and it sounded good on paper. And in theory, it was great. But just the translation of the song didn't hit me. And I kept finding myself skipping over it when I was doing my dailies. Um, so, you know, I just said, this is one I got to leave off. And it's always hard to, to cut a song. But um, if if I feel better a week after I do it, then I know it's the right decision. Yeah. So, why don't we listen to um, the songs called Walking on Elm Street? That's not that bad. I mean, it it didn't like uh, amaze me, but it wasn't. I can see how you got tired of it. Yeah, I mean, I, I liked the song, but it just didn't seem like. Um, I don't know. It just didn't didn't feel bad about cutting it. Um, well, we have we have one last letter, and I would be honored if I could do the mailbag. I know I've done it every week, but this would be ten for ten for me. So actually, I wasn't here for a couple of them. So, you know. Um, can I do the mailbag? Yeah. What you got? This one says, uh, Dear Mike and Murray. So this is to both of us. It says, I, I have greatly enjoyed listening to this podcast series. What, if anything, have you two learned in the process of reflecting on these songs? Well, I guess I'll go first. For me, um, the thing I've enjoyed most is having a platform 
to talk about and discuss not only the songs from Pillar of the Sun, but some of the live shows that I've done in the fall and uh, some of the outtakes that didn't quite get to, to the light of day. Just being able to present them in a context that's just not, here's a whole bunch of stuff um, that you can download on some site uh, without any explanation. So um, that's that's what I've liked. For me, I think the best part has been sort of uh, learning about the history of these songs. I know this being sort of an outtakes record, they came from all over the place. And just having a context for where they came from and when you wrote them helps me as a fan. Um, so I'm looking forward to the future too, but the, you know, I, I've liked it for that reason. That's not a bad reason. So glad you've been here. So what would you say is the meaning um, behind Shine On, Two Shadows, and, and Walking on Elm Street. What is the the theme of these songs? Um, yeah. Well, the one unifying theme behind all three is, as we're talking about light, you know, in, in um, Two Shadows, it's it's a sunrise is what's going on. The guy's, it, the, the sun is coming up and he's thinking, I'm not going to quit. I'm not going to give up. Uh, Two Shadows is more of a reflection. Um, I wrote that about me and my dog, <laughs> so me and Smitty. Um, but really, just you know, two shadows rising in in the in the horizon. Once the, the sun is low in the sky, it, it tends to cast shadows. Um, just reflecting on that, and, and then Walking on Elm Street is is a song about not being afraid. You know, everything's going to be all right. Uh, and there's a lot of images of light. So that'd be the unifying thing. What about just to, uh, Shine On in general? Like, what what would you say that song is about? Well, you know, if you listen to it, it's about um, just not giving up. Keep your engines burning. I'm rising faster than the sun. That image is meant to say, hey, you know, this is hard, but I'm not going to quit. And um, it's about not giving up. And, you know, I think all of the, the tension and aggression is a reflection of sometimes just how hard it is to not, just quit because things get too hard. So it's about standing your ground, holding your own, and and um, being true to yourself. Yeah, that's good. I, I got that from it. Um, so um, because that's the theme of being true to yourself, what are you going to do next? What is the next thing for you? I really want to do the uh, the winter record, the winter album, and finish this thing that I started back in 1996. And I've already written what I think is everything that needs to be written. I just need to record and arrange and decide how that's going to go down. Have you already started? Yeah. I Last summer, I I had a four-track recorder, and I um, just recorded really simple versions of about 30, so 30, it was 40 songs, and there's 33 that I think were really decent, and then there were seven which were almost unlistenable, um, and that's just how it goes when I create songs. Sometimes I don't know if I just don't think about whether they're good or not. I just get them on, on tape. You know? Yeah. Um, do you think you'll be playing any of those out in the next six months? Yeah, I do. Um, that's part of the reason why I'm going out and playing some shows. I'm going to try out some new material. It'll probably be two, one or two songs in a set, um, just really respecting um, the fan who, who comes and, and might want to hear a song that they um, they know. Uh, I don't like to play a lot of new yeah. stuff if, you know, um, well, how can we support this um, going forward since the podcast is coming to an end? What would you want to say to the people who are listening out there? Well, first, I'd say thank you. Um, thank you for listening. Thank you for being supportive. Uh, 
If you're interested in learning more about what I do, um, I do have a mailing list you can access on my website. Uh, get a monthly email about what I'm doing. Uh, I'm on Facebook uh, at Mike Garrigan, uh, and then Twitter is Jim Steele, J-I-M-S-T-E-L-E, 1138, Jim Steele, 1138. I have a blog that's going, and uh, you can just interact with me. There's lots of ways to. Um, I'm I'm available, <laughs> if you know what I mean. I'm out there. So yeah. Um, well, thank you so much, Mike, for uh, for doing this show, and thank you for having me on most of them. Uh, we're at mikegarrigan.com uh, most of the time, so drop us a line, come see us, and uh, we'll probably do this again sometime. Yeah, probably once uh, a new record is done, we'll do another series of shows uh, to su- support it. So. Thank you very much. Uh, I'm Mike, and um, we'll see you then. It's right before you fall below.